Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones this hour as we talk about your life and your money. It's a free call, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Dr. John Deloney, number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, and host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, a very, very popular podcast on the Ramsey Networks, is my co-host today. So we're going to be talking with you. Again, 888-825-5225. Ben's in Salt Lake City. Hey, Ben, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Ben. Or, uh, sorry, hey, Dave and John. Uh, thank you for your time today. Sure. How can we help, sir? <clears throat> hey, so uh, I'll just try to skim over the top real quick. Um, I am a full-time single dad, and uh, I was on Baby Step 2 when I got sued by my ex for custody. And um, so I've put everything on hold, um, been trying to cash flow uh, through the process that started back in September. And uh, um, basically, I'm uh, starting to run out of uh, money. And, um, and uh, I know there's a lot more expenses coming up. I'm looking for a way to be able to do that because I don't want to lose my son. And, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether to take a loan or, or if I, if I can go on anymore, you know what I mean? So what's the basis of the custody suit? Um, she just, uh, so she lives on the other side of the country and she just wants to, um, basically flip it. Uh, she, um, she said he's not, you know, uh, been treated well and, and he's struggling and, and things like that, but he's, he's, he's doing very well with, uh, friends in school and, and he's being taken care of. So that's, that's her argument for it. But she, um, her attitude is basically, she's going to, uh, we, we tried to work it outside of court, but nothing, it, it, I would be very surprised if she changed her mind on that. So. Man, I'm sorry. How long have you been divorced? Um, it's been about three and a half years. Where did she get unlimited money? Uh, her uh, her new partner is um, very wealthy. Okay. All right. And I think that's where a lot of it stems from is the pressure from uh, her new partner because it's kind of out of character for her to really go for this, but... Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. How much are you talking about borrowing? Uh, about 15000 and I have What a, happens when that I runs out? Well, I've had a family member um, say that they would uh, give me a loan, but uh, like you say, Thanksgiving... What happens when that runs out? Yeah, I don't know. So we really have to address this issue because all you're doing, uh, it's not like you're going to win all of a sudden with 15,000 more, mm-hmm. or if you take out another 10,000 from a relative after that, at the end of that, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like you're going to win. So it's not a, it's not a, I'm going to lose custody if I don't take out a loan. It's, I don't have a good strategy to end this. 
If you could tell me that you could take out a $15,000 loan and 100% beat her and it's over, you know, I'm not going to tell you to choose your, your kid over, you know, getting in debt. I, I don't borrow money. I find a way around it. But what's happening here is that borrowing money is allowing you to continue in a process that's not got an end to it because the party on the other side's got unlimited funds. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So if you can get some kind of assurance from an attorney that this is going to draw to a close, there's one more course of action. It's about this many hours, and we're going to be able to wrap this up. That's one discussion. Uh, I'm just going to keep fighting until I run out of loans and they never run out of money. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a process that's good for you or anybody, except the lawyers. It's good for them. Mm-hmm. Have you tried to roll this into mediation? Because outside, and the reason I asked you why she was suing you, because outside of some egregious abuse or something else, these things are often handled offline in mediation, which has a an endpoint and a dollar amount attached to it. Yeah, we. Uh, I talked to her about that about a month ago, and uh, and she gave me. Um, she just basically um, told me what she would be willing to do, and it's um, you know it's that the that the custody would would switch over and yeah but i mean that's the point of going going through the mediation is one side says this is all i'm going to do and the other side says this is all i'm going to do and the mediator's job is to bring people together but in 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 following up what dave said what I'm, the reason i would i would i would push for that is because it's got it's there's some finality to it there's a period at the end of that sentence it just doesn't go on and on and on and on where, where is it being heard in utah or in her state in my state okay all right. Um, ask your attorney about bringing uh, about bringing this to a close. And how have you been funding it so far? What do you make a year? Uh, about forty thousand. Okay. And you just been funding it out of cash flow. Yeah. And um, so you're out of money. Why? Uh, I'm. I mean, it's. I'm. I'm still. If it were to just continue with all this pre court stuff, then. Uh, I could keep going, but um, I asked my lawyer about like about how much for the rest of it, and he said um, if we go all the way through, he thinks about fifteen thousand. Oh, he thinks that's going all the way through. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we have a court date and everything set. So. Okay. Um, then what I'm going to do is take six jobs and work through the fifteen thousand, if that's it, because that's doable. Okay, I've yeah, I've 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 wanted to I've wanted to do that. Um, the reason why I haven't done that is because uh, I also am a student, and um, to to just help me um, not, anymore. not anymore, not anymore. You know, take some time I'm off from anymore. being a student. Right now, you're yeah. fi- you're fighting a battle for one thing. Mm-hmm. So now, what we're saying is we're going to borrow money so we can stay in school indirectly, and we're definitely mm-hmm. not doing that. So. Someone yeah. is trying to take your son. Yeah, that's way more important than being a student, and um, avoiding debt is more important than staying being a student. I also think it's it will it, it could I don't say will it could serve you in court to say I had to stop doing these things because this person is dragging me and my child through the mud, and so I had to stop going to school. I had to stop doing this and take more work on to fund this these accusations or this this attempt to take my child from me, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to keep that from happening. Yeah. yeah.
and lean in on your lawyer and say, I'm a guy who makes 40 grand. I don't have 15 grand growing on trees. Let's figure out what we can do to clip that. That's a little rich. So, uh, you know, just fulfilling your lawyer's dreams is not one of my dreams. So, (laughs) oh, that's awful, Ben. I'm so sorry you're facing Six, Sick for you. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. If you're a new listener, and there are a bunch of you, a bunch of new viewers on YouTube and TBN and uh, all over the place, all our numbers are up across the board. Thank you for that. Uh, a lot of you are trying to figure out some of the uh, inside uh, lingo, like baby steps and debt snowballs and all that kind of stuff. Is a simple way to do that. Just go to RamseySolutions.com, click Get Started, and we'll start walking you through the process. Matter of fact, we will show you with the get started process exactly where you are financially and what to do next and uh, help you with your plan your journey the whole bit click RamseySolutions.com completely free no salesman will call completely free chris is with us chris is in lansing michigan hey chris how are you hi dave thank you for having me sure um i am on baby step six and i kind of have a two-part question um my job security isn't too great right now. And I wanted to know, should I wait until I get a new job before I pay off my house? And if I didn't do that, what payments should I get rid of to work towards um, paying down my house? What payments should you get rid of? You have other debt? So I, they're like life insurance, uh, 401k, um, you know, the edge 501, like the educate 529 account tithing. So those are all, you know, things that I pay in towards, um, that maybe I could redirect towards my house. Okay. No way. Baby step six, we would tell you to keep living your life and with money you find in your budget, you would pay extra on your house. Uh, it sounds like this job thing's got you rattled. Mm-hmm. How long have you been working there? Well, it's my company, so for 20 years. And I have a business partner. Okay. Um, so you're not going to lose your job. You might lose your business is what you're saying. Yes. If one of us um, doesn't leave and I'm the main contributor and it's not enough to support both of us so slowly um my income has gone way down to a point where i can't really afford not to leave and he's not leaving so i'm going to look for something different 
What do you do? Um, it's a marketing company. Okay. Are you married to your business partner? No, no. But I am divorced. Did you used to be married so to your I'm business partner? I'm sorry. Did you used to be married to your business partner? No, no. Okay. So how is your business partner squashing your ability to earn a living? Um, because he's not contributing and we're 50-50 partners. So he's not bringing in his side of the business, yet he's taking half of what you bring in. And since he's not bringing any in, the, the total pie is has shrunk and he's what taking keeps half you of from it. closing the doors and opening a door next door and just doing this on your own and making all the money um our partnership agreement i basically wouldn't be able to do that um you have to buy out in order to get out you have to buy out uh no you'd have to he'd have to buy you out if you wanted out that's not how our partnership agreement is structured our apartment a partnership agreement is structured that if you leave um you buy your clients if you were to take them but i'm looking to get out of this industry altogether and start just a whole different chapter okay so what are you going to do and what are you going to be making um well I'm looking right now, but I'm hoping to um, manage a team of people and be in sales. And um, I'm looking at around 200 to 350. Okay, so um, this sounds like it didn't just suddenly occur. It's it's crept up on you, and you've you've put off making the decision. Correct. You've delayed. And so what yes. you need to do is not worry about your house and not worry about your tithe. You need to get on the phone today and get a freaking job, Chris. It's time to do this. Painter, get off the ladder. Okay. Today. Yeah. You, you, you're, you're a year at least maybe six months late on someone kicking you, and I'm going to kick you right now because I love you. Get going. I'm probably about five years <laughs> to ten years late. Okay. Get, then, then somebody needs to break the fog up. So I'm, I'm your guy. I love you enough. Okay. Get going, girl. Okay. You're too sharp to be this I dumb. Know. Get going. Get yep. going. Let's go. Go. I want you to have this done by the end of April. A new job and say bye bye. April. Yep. You got a month. I got it. I'm in and the listen, works. I got my resume ready and to roll. You need to call me back <laughs> on the air and tell me you did it. I'm going to hold you accountable. Okay. Okay. And you need to call. Uh, who, who is your best girlfriend that's mean? <laughs> Say it. Say I her name. Really Say her name. Girlfriend. Yes, you do. Yes, no, you do. Who, who, who? I don't have any. Okay, what about your sister? Is she mean? I want somebody mean. I want you to call them and tell them to call you and kick you if you don't do this. I want you to declare to the world. It's time for you to roar again, Chris. You're meowing. Yeah, I understand. I know that. And you are not a kitten. You are a lioness. 
Am I wrong? Understood. This thing no, was built up by a woman of... I am of, a Leo. This so, whole thing yeah. was built up by a woman of substance. <laughs> this was built by a woman of substance, and yet you have, for some reason, you have watched this thing deteriorate and your life with it to the point now you're going, I don't know if I need to pay for groceries. No, you need to get a freaking job. I know. This you're is what's correct. going on. Yeah, go get that, and all of these other questions go away, don't they? You're 100% right. They ding, do. ding. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Man, if you, if, hey, Dave. Something I don't hear at home very often. Dave, but there if you, you keep answering questions like this, you're going to turn this into a job. <laughs> yeah. We get, now, so, we right get now. so stuck in just the day to the day that sometimes it just takes someone looking at you and be like, what are you doing? You can solve all of it. All of it. Just get trapped. But you, you do need. Uh, you really need people in your life, in your community that are that love you enough to go, uh, I'm watching you do nothing, and I'm tired of it. There's know? that famous uh, psycho- psychological study where they took the dogs, and you couldn't do this study now, but they shocked them, and um, they, they didn't give them an opportunity to escape. And then they had other dogs that they would shock that they would allow to escape. And over time, they would take the barriers off the dogs that they were shocking. The dogs just took it. Yeah. It was just learned helplessness. This is just the way this is going to be. And it just you need somebody to go, hey, go, go. You can run. And run away. Then they take off, right? Just yeah. got to get somebody to look at you. And that, say, that's do the it. fun thing. So, yeah. Um, we all need that, though, because the, the fastest way, I mean, that's classic uh, frog in a kettle thing. Right. I mean, fastest way to boil a frog is turn it up one degree at a time. Just a little bit at a time. Gradual, mm-hmm. gradual. Five years mm-hmm. this has been deteriorating. And then you look up and you go, wait a minute, I'm boiling over here. Yeah. And this guy's doing nothing and still collecting half the, half the I'm revenue. Because tra- I'm trapped in a really stupid partnership agreement. Hmm. Hey, w- uh, I hear this happen a lot. People have an, an imaginary amount of money they're going to make when they leave their job. Mm-hmm. How, how tightly do you tell somebody to hold on to that versus get something and then begin to maneuver? In this one, get something and then begin to maneuver. Yeah. But... um. 253, just like I've been doing this job for 20 years, I'm just going to transition. She might. High, she might. She maybe. might. She might. I mean, in this current environment where there's such a shortage of everybody, high quality, white collar people, I mean, yeah, it's. She might. I don't know. I don't know what her skill set is, yeah. but uh, urgency is one of them. We got to add back to it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. 
Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Andrew is with us. Hey, Andrew, how are you? Hi, Dave and John. How are you doing? Better than we deserve, brother. Where do you live? Uh, Keokuk, Iowa. All right. Very good. And how much debt have you paid off, sir? 303000 Whoa. Whoa. How long did this take? 49 months. Good for you. And your range of income during that four years? Uh, 37.5 up to 88.5. And I was also doing a part time job, ma- taking about 15,000 a year home. Good for you. What was your part time gig? Uh, working at a gas station, Quick Trip, a uh, local uh, chain in Wisconsin, yeah. Minnesota, and Iowa. Working a lot then? Uh, yeah, every holiday, yeah. Uh, every evening, every weekend. Wow. And what do you do for a living day job? Uh, well, actually, I'm a uh, quality control scientist, but. Right as I finished uh, my debt, I was uh, I was laid off. Um, so still looking for a new job there, but uh, in quality control. But now you're three hundred and three thousand dollars less weight to carry. Exactly. Yep. Good for you. Well done. What kind of debt was that? Uh, Ninety-three thousand in student loans. Twenty-eight thousand for a home improvement. Twenty-two thousand for a car. Ten thousand in credit card, and then one hundred fifty thousand for a house. Dude, your debt-free house and everything. Uh, I, I sold the house, but uh, to, to push it off. So, wow! Yeah. Look Congrats, at you. Man. <laughs> well done. Well done. So you're homeless, but you're debt-free. Yep, yep, yep. yep. <laughs> we're, we're renting now. So. <laughs> okay, that's all right. That's all right. You're yep. in a really, really good place. Yep, Congratulations. Yep. Well, thank you. How's it feel? Uh, it feels great. It's uh, it's 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 amazing. Uh, well, you got you got wired up about four years ago. What happened? Yep, what got yep. you started on this um, Ramsey stuff? I was uh, I had I had just moved up to uh, Wisconsin, um, in Edgerton, Wisconsin, just outside of Madison. Uh, I moved back to um, Iowa last November. I was sitting there looking at all my debts, and I was like, "Well, this is going to take me 30, 40 years," <laughs> and had to come up with something, and. Uh, your book was on my my shelf. I uh, picked it up, started reading it again. I just remember always uh, seeing you like on Fox Business and stuff like that. So just uh, just got the fire lit. So the world's the world's largest uh, coaster was on the on the coffee table. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Again, we're just waiting for years for you to open it and do it. Yep. So uh, you reached kind of a moment that night, didn't you? Yeah, I reached uh, definitely reached an I had a moment, and uh, just looking at it, I was like, you know this. Uh, this isn't a good life. I was just, uh, my, my mortgage was probably 40% of, uh, my, uh, my payment of my, my income and just couldn't, couldn't get there. So had to, had to clear it up. And that's why I got the part-time job. Cause I said I needed an extra thousand a month. So dude, uh, I say this with all due respect. You don't, you've never made a ton of money. Yep. And we hear people all the time with half or less of this amount of debt making six figures, making a hundred thousand bucks and say, well, I can't do it. I can't figure out how to do it. And you making 37, five to 88. It's a great, it, it, it's a great salary, but we're not talking, you didn't do this making 500 grand paying off $300,000. Yep. Um, that takes a level of courage and bravery that most of us don't have. I'm looking at myself thinking if I made 50 grand, I, I, I don't know how I could pull this thing off in 48 months. What, what got you going? Uh, just, just, uh, just keeping on, just seeing that. Hey, there's, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There, um, that's I, a dim light. Yeah, man. yeah. My uh, um, 2019, I didn't. Uh, the debt didn't go down at all. I, I paid off the credit cards, but <clears throat> the way the student loans were, uh, even though making payments, it still just didn't go down. Wow. Um, but then really got the fire going. Um, big cheerleader was one of my friends, Bjorn. Uh, we would just text each other back and forth and keep each other accountable. He's on 
four, five, six. So Very I would good. love to see that text chain. Hey, <laughs> I hate my life. I hate mine too. <laughs> keep keep going, man. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when uh, you guys were having a sale one time and, and Bjorn and I were talking, I said, you know, this isn't the budget for me right now. And uh, it was all of your books, and he actually sent it to me uh, as a gift. So that was oh, a, wow. that was a great motivation there. Wow, yeah. very cool. Good for you, man. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, thank you. Other than Bjorn, who was your biggest cheerleader? Uh, my dad was a good cheerleader, um, and then but yeah, just just kept going there. And so. he came with you today. To he, he did, he did. Yeah, good. So where are you living now? Uh, living a living Keokuk, uh, renting a house for my brother actually. Okay. So. Okay. All right, and got to land in a new position, and off we go into prosperity. Yep, yep absolutely. Yeah. Ever go back into debt? Oh, no. No, never again. <laughs> what do you tell people the key to getting out is? Uh, definitely the budget um, and just and just sticking to it. Uh, you know, there's going to be days where you want to give up, but where you're at that point where you gave up, you wanted to keep going. So just remember why you started and just keep moving forward. Four years is a long time. Yes, it is. Long time. And it's really not that long in the nope. scope of your life. Nope, nope. You know, maybe five percent of my life. You know, if I make it to eighty, so there you go. Uh, short, short time, blink of an eye. What do you tell somebody staring? Like, just speak directly to that camera. What do you tell somebody who's staring at two hundred fifty, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars, and they're not making three fifty? You know, once once you get motivated, once you get started, in it, that's when the the promotions will come in. That's when uh, the money will come in because once you clean up one part of your life, other parts will get cleaned up too. Yeah. Amen. Well, good for you, brother. Thank you. Very, very proud of you. So we've got the uh, Live and Give box for you, the bundle, the Baby Steps Millionaire's book. Um, That's your next chapter in your story, the Total Money Makeover book for you to give to somebody. And um, maybe you'll be Bjorn for somebody in that. There we go. And Financial Peace University membership as well. So if you haven't been through the class, it's time to go through it now and make sure you finish this process out. I'm very proud of you, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Very well done. Very, very impressive. Good, good stuff. All right, it's Andrew from Iowa. 303000 paid off in 49 months, including the sale of his house for 150 of that, making 37.5 to 88.5. Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, two, one. I'm debt free. Yeah. Man. You know, I think uh, uh, we've always worked with, uh, obviously, married couples and singles as well for 35, almost 40 years now, walking them through this process. Um, in, in some ways, being single like him and doing this is easier hmm. because you don't have to talk somebody into it. Yeah. But in other ways, it's uh, you don't have to. You don't have anybody to kick you. Hmm. There's no no accountability. There's no camaraderie. Uh, it, it gets a little, you know, when you fight for 48 months, that can get a little lonely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank I mean, you. have Bjorn, which is backing him up by text and became his community in that process. And you got to have that. And I don't care. I don't care who you are. It, it's hard to keep eating right for 48 months. It's hard to keep exercising every day, 48 months. It's hard to pay off debt and having, having somebody right there with you. I, I think it, it, you're right. It, it's harder to stay on the tracks, but man, it's easier when somebody's just walking there with you. Yeah. But I mean, it's a different dynamic. Uh, to go through this transformational process to clear the debt, to stick with it for a married couple than for a single. Each one has its own advantages and difficulties. Right. So, uh, like you're not, you're you're not uh, you haven't got it easier, mm-hmm. but you haven't got it that much harder. You right. just got a different kind of hard. There you go. When, right. when you're single or That's when right. you're married, and it's it, all of it's hard. 
but there's a process. And so sometimes it's hard. You got to talk somebody into it. You know, you're dragging along the spouse. You're trying to get them involved. You know, you, you just, you know, you can't seem to get them. It's dead weight you're dragging. Uh, and then on the other hand, the other way, you're like, God, man, I wish I had some help here. I wish I had somebody, you know, to tell me to do this. So, so there's different kinds of hard, but it's worth it. And, uh, uh, but for me, watching someone like him, uh, that's a particular kind of hero. Yeah. It, this, this one's hard. I, I just think back to the time when my wife and I owed six figures and we were living in a residence hall I, and I, we, we made good money, our combined salaries. And I didn't know how we were going to do it. And to look at, to, to be able to say, I'm making 37.5 and I've got a $303,000 hole. I'm going after it. That's a, that's a level of strength and bravery and commitment that inspires me even to this day. Amen. Like, man, there's, I don't care how small I am. I'm going to get in the ring. I'm going to hit that dude. Right. I'm going to try to knock him down. So the point for those of you that are listening or watching is you too can do it. We don't go with excuses around here. We don't even go with reasons. You can do it. You can do it. People just like you have done it. We've been doing this a long time. I don't care who you are. Someone like you has done their debt-free screen. I really don't care. Yes, you can. Now it's time. It's your turn. Ready? Set? Go. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. With debt payments and now with inflation stealing more and more of your paycheck, we know a lot of you feel like you're drowning and you're scared to death. I've been there myself. It's no fun. Doesn't have to be that way, though. You can say, just like our last uh, debt-free screamer, Andrew, I've had it. Not living like this anymore. And we can show you how to do some new things with your money that you've never done before that will cause you to be able to win. They're nothing really earth-shattering. It's basically common sense. But we uh, not only show you what to do, we help make you do it. It's called Financial Peace University. It's a nine-week, nine-lesson course that will teach you how to beat debt, build wealth, and be outrageously generous. It's everything you wish you'd learned about money. Nearly 10 million people have been through Financial Peace University, FPU, and now they're in control, and they got margin, and you can too. So decide that you're done with money stress. Decide you're done, and you're going to take control. Start Financial Peace University at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Jessica is with us. She is in Jeff. Oops, that's not Jessica. Let me try again. Jessica is with us in Jeff City, Missouri. Hey, Jeff. Jessica, what's up? Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call today. Sure. Um, 
I'm in a rock in a hard place. I want to have another baby, but I also want to go back to school to get my income up. And we don't really know what to do. Which one do you want more? Both at the same time. Both and. <laughs> Why can't you do them both at the same time? Um, we have two children now. And we just got out of debt on the first. So we're trying to build our emergency fund. So we're in baby step three. Um, and We have health insurance. I, yeah. How much does it cost um, to have a baby? Like ten grand. No, it doesn't. Not out of pocket. It did for us the last two we did. You have horrible insurance. Uh, it doesn't cost but ten grand to have a baby. Yeah. Well, we there was I was in the hospital a lot with both our kids, so um, with COVID and health issues while I was pregnant. So. Oh, okay. So we had extended stays. It's not just a simple labor and delivery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You anticipate uh, that this time as well? Um, possibly. I'm healthier, but possibly. So I would prefer to p- anticipate it than not. Yeah, that, it could that, happen. That, that makes sense. Which helps it not to happen because you're not stressed. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm not as stressed, so that's no. good. But no. um, is there? A, but is there? A, are you working right now? Yes. Is there a way to split the difference and you and your husband uh, really get fanatical and put three or four or five thousand bucks in an account and just pause everything and store up some cash? Would that give you some peace? Yeah, we can. He wants thirty thousand for our emergency fund. Well, I want a pony um, too, and sometimes yeah. you know what I mean. I don't I actually mean, want a pony at all, actually. <laughs> Not even a little bit, but weird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can, you can, I mean, you can wish all kind of things, but sometimes it's going to take a minute to get there. Um, so yeah. he, he wants in thirty words, grand. If, if you had, if you had ten or fifteen thousand in your emergency fund, you'd be well on your way. If you want to keep going towards thirty, that's fine. Is that necessary before you had a child? No, it's not. Okay, yeah. um, and so, but I think you do need to. So the answer is. How are we going to do all these things in order, not all at once? When you try to do them all at once, it's impossible because it's overwhelming and you just simply don't have the bandwidth of time, energy, money to do. just say, oh, by the end of April, we'll have all of this going. No, you're not. You're not going to graduate from school and have a baby by the end of April. It's not going to happen. So why don't we just say which one is, le- is going to happen later than the other one? And I don't care. It's your life. So, I mean, like we're going to have our baby first. And during the time that we're having that child, the nine month time frame, we're going to finish up this emergency fund and get it up to 15 to $30,000 during that time. And then after the child comes home and I'm able to get back to work and then I'll start talking about going to school or I'm going to put off having a kid to get my degree finished. I don't care which one, but just decide. So it's not, no, it's not now. Yeah, I just want to, I feel like I'm not contributing if I'm not working. And if we have another baby, daycare costs are expensive too. So then. So what? Here, here's working. what I don't want you to do, Jess. I don't want you to circumvent that concern. Because that, that, I, that idea that I'm not contributing is something, it, it's in the air we breathe 
when it comes to making women feel guilty on if they choose to go to work, if they choose to stay at home, there's all of this contribution nonsense that is just pumped at you 24 seven, 365. You have to make peace with that because no degree, no other kid and another kid, another kid, no emergency fund amount is going to let you sleep at night because those aren't the issues. The issue is you're looking in the mirror and thinking, I'm not participating in this household. And that's simply not true. You got to address that. What's your husband make? Um, 80 to 90. Does he say you have to be a financial contributor to you? No. Okay. So this is you saying this to you or our toxic culture saying this to you? Mm, Me saying it to me. Yeah. So let me give you an example. Okay. Um, 38 years ago, my wife, um, 36 years ago, I mean, my wife went home when she had our first child as a full-time mom. And uh, has never worked outside the home since. And one of the reasons that I am a national brand and a highly successful business person is because I don't have to deal with drama at home. She's the opposite of a drama queen. She maintains the fort and the fortress. She fights off all the enemies. And when I get home, it's a place of peace not a place that I have to add yet another level of stress that has given me a foundation to come to the office and fight the dragons every day for 30 years. I would submit to you, Jessica, that Sharon Ramsey is a contributor. Yeah. To our wealth. You see how that works? Yeah. She really is. I mean, that's legitimate. That's not me just philosophically discussing something. There's an actual factual piece of data here that says that one of the reasons we have the money we have is because I've been able to focus at work instead of having to deal with a bunch of crap with some princess at home. And so I call that contributing. And uh, so, you know, did, did she go out and make $10 million during that time? No, she didn't make a dime during that time, except for consignment sale clothing, which I still can't get her to quit doing. <laughs> but um, like we're still broke. I mean, come on. She still sells our clothes. Give them away. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, because she, she wants to contribute. But, yeah, oh, my God. But, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, so, we, we, you know, we there's mom guilt if you work, and there's mom guilt if you don't work, right? And so that that's what John's addressing. And it's coming from the outside in. It's coming from the inside out, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it gets, it gets planted in you early on. And Sharon's dealt with that. Rachel, who's a very, very busy career woman, Ramsey personality. My wife deals with that. Uh, yeah. Deals with it, uh, you know, and talks about it openly. Uh, you know, okay, I feel bad if I'm leaving to go, but also this is what I'm called to do, and I'm going to go do it. And if I didn't go do it, I'd feel bad for not going to do it. That's right. And so it's like, yeah, damned if I do, damned if I don't. You know, it's just – and so some point you've got to work through that and make peace with it, and then that allows you to decide why I'm going back to school. That's exactly right. And, and that – it. it that order you're talking about, it tends to line that order up pretty easily. Sometimes um, if you, you're you trapped in a story that you're telling yourself, I'm only worth this or my only value is this or I'm not contributing, there's something really powerful about writing that down and reading that to your spouse, especially in this situation where there's not a spouse like, man, you need to get off your butt and get a job. And there's two, there's, you know, two kids and a third on the way, Th- that idiot. That doesn't sound like her husband at all. No. Uh-uh. It sounds like she's telling herself a story. And, and he didn't make a bad income. No, he's doing fine. Yeah, he's doing fine. Especially, you're going to you're gonna have a madhouse of three young kids running around, and no one's, no one's got a lot of money with all that. That's, that's life. Um, but he's not, he's doing well. 
But I think sit down and tell him that, hey, I don't feel like I'm contributing. Let him respond like you did. And sometimes there is a sense of peace that we didn't even know was there. You know, when we were doing it, I'm not sure I really grasped it. I didn't care. I didn't. I didn't care. But when I look back on it now, I'm 100% sure I'm Dave Ramsey that everybody knows because of because of what she took care of at home. Oh. It would not have happened otherwise. Right. If I had to deal with what some of my buddies have had to deal with, oh, my Lord. Yeah. No question in my house. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. John, sometimes people wonder why I say we help people build actual real relationships. And that's because you and I have made this unbelievable discovery that in the current century, there are people that are starting to realize, finally, that Facebook friends are not real friends. They're not real friends. It's not a real relationship. The way you tell somebody that you love them is not an an electronic thumbs up. It's not, not, that's not how love is transferred these days. Can't click a like. Nope. Click like. I like you. You can. It's just it. It's gonna leave you hollow. We used inside. to send these little notes up and down the aisle in elementary school. Oh yeah, remember but, those things? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, "You're dumb. Well, you're ugly. Well, you, you like Dave? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, grody, Gro- yeah. yeah. Remember but that th- word? There was something tactile about it, and you could see them. It was open actual. It up. Hum- there was an actual human over there. Yeah, not a digit. Yes, you weren't arguing with a bot with the zero one 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 zero. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah. It's a different world. So it turns out that trolls are the mean people on the internet when you meet them are highly disappointing individuals yeah they're really kind of sad little cowardly people that don't that in a real world would never be that brave they just and people who are mean on facebook and gossipy if you ever sat in a room with them would never have that kind of courage we call that digital courage so it turns out real actual relationships are something that we specialize around in here and it's kind of like common sense Ta-da. And, and it's really marketable in America today. So it's like a discovery. Your Facebook friends will not help you change your tire at 2 a.m. Well, and it's not that, one of them. It's that, Dave, it's that, um, you know, the criticism of, of Ramsey Solutions is, you, you know, you're just you're just giving people common sense. That's where we are. That's where we 100%. are. A hundred percent. And uh, unashamedly, I'm giving people like, and I'll charge you for it since you haven't got any. <laughs> Turn your phone off and talk to your children and I'll show you how to do that. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you don't know how to have a conversation, John will sell you a you. deck of cards to help you. you do that. I got you. <laughs> if you don't know how to tell your wife, hey, this is what I need, I, I will help you out. Uh, yeah. Saying it's a out wild loud. world, man. It's a wild world. Well, it, it's. Um, Dave, people are crazy. It's. it's I, but, it, you know, there is there is a wild. there's a relationship revolution. Yeah. That's starting to occur where people are saying it's not OK to sit in a restaurant and both of you send texts across the table. There's people starting to understand that that's sick. Yeah. I, I uh, Dave, I saw some students that had, they, they took all their phones and they stacked them up in a pile. And the first person who grabbed them had to pay for the whole meal. And they are, they are, they are practicing. We realize we're addicts. We're going to practice just sitting at the table together. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. 
So I, for five years, I've been trying to learn how to play golf. And um, that's another story. We'll go. It's another type of problem and addiction. But um, <laughs> anyway, aside from that, uh, one thing I've been practicing is I, I have my phone on the golf course. Mm. Well, I mean, golf is a really ridiculously difficult, complicated game for somebody like me that is limited in athletic ability. And so um, add to it distractions of crap coming from the office on the iPhone. Mm. So I just I, I, my new thing is for four hours, I don't look at it. OK, how do you feel when you do that? Are you are you angsty or do you I, feel free? You know, for a little while, I, I was it was like an addict. It was uh-huh. like I was being taken off the pill, right, or taken off the yep. the drug. But now I kind of look forward to it. Yeah. And there's this peace when you come because there's there's an agitation that goes with the constant screen check. Mm-hmm. Was it twenty five hundred times a day? Somebody check oh, the screen. It's those numbers are typical bonkers. people 2,500 2, times a day they check their screen. Grab for it, grab it, grab it. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, it's just like. Yeah. I just got dinged. I got. I just got liked. I Has just your got golf dis- game improved? I just got unfollowed. Oh my God! I'm rejected by somebody I didn't even like. Is your, did your golf game improve? Considerable. Really? Well, it's all about concentration. Anything that that interrupts you. If you're thinking, I was playing with a pro, and he said his sports psychologist says, uh, "Okay, after you hit every shot in the round, we're gonna we're gonna grade. We're gonna step to the side and grade uh, a five. Is you were thinking about nothing but the golf ball." A one is you're thinking about buying a car when you get home. Okay. <laughs> right. And so and he said, and then we go back and we take the one to fives. And he said, guess where my best shots were? Well, duh. Right. Where you were concentrating on the shot. Yeah. Well, guess how life and, rela- and, and relationships work. Your when marriage con- works the same, right? <laughs> right. Guess what? You follow some, I followed a guy out of the neighborhood the other day, my little HOA. He's, it's, you know, six o'clock in the morning, still dark. He's swerving all over the place. I'm like, he's drunk at six o'clock in the morning. No, just texting. It was a contractor setting up his subs while he was driving, and he's swerving. He's driving like he's drunk with a stupid phone. I'm like, okay, decide: are you going to drive or are you going to be on the phone? You drunk? You know, <laughs> get out of the way, too. By the way, yeah. but yeah, oh my gosh! But that's it's hard to do that thing, that phone thing, and anything else. Right. But here's the other side of it, and and you noticed. In short order, I, I, I get itchy without it, and then I go four hours, and suddenly there's a piece, and my golf game's improving, and now, I've, now I kind of crave it, and I, I can't wait to get out there because I don't have this thing. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, my she left, my wife left, left town, and it was just me and Josephine and Hank, and Hank had something he was going to, so it was just me and Joe, and I just told Sheila, I'm going to get off the rails. We're going to go eat every donut. We're going to go eat like a pancake breakfast at a restaurant. We're like me and her are just pizza and chocolate cake. It was 24 seven madness. Um, her blood sugar wasn't so great, but everything else, listen, since that weekend where I put my phone away and she had my undivided dad's going to be with you for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. I have a whole new relationship with my kid. Like she comes in, hugs and when I wake up in the morning and it was, it was literally day 48 hours. It was 48 hours of, I'm just going to laser in on this little girl and uh, to, to control, to lead our relationship. It's amazing. It's, it's really amazing how quick it comes back around. Well, that's the good news. It'll heal back. Yeah. Bad news is it doesn't if you don't put the screen down. Got to put it down. Got to yeah. put it down. And screens aren't evil, but the overuse of them and substituting that for real connection and real relationship is evil. I'm starting to think, you, you, you say, you've said for 30 years that money is is a byproduct of, of your marriage or relationship, like mm-hmm. what you got going on in your life. It's not the problem. It's a simple. I'm starting to think uh, screen time is too. If, if you're sitting there at a restaurant and both of you are staring on screens and you're on a date with your wife, that's, that is 
the 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 smoke coming up from the fire of your that's relationship. Assuming you ever knew how to do a relationship. That's right. That's right. But we have a, a segment of uh, the demographic that has never been without a phone in their hand. Right. And so they don't know how to break up except by text. I tell you what, man. I had a student come in that got his wife left him, divorced via text, and uh, God. Dave, listen. And I said, "What are you doing in my office? Why aren't you going home?" And this is a direct quote. We have a Zoom conference set up for Friday, and I was like, "You should probably just get out of my office." You should probably just go. <laughs> Good grief! Man. We have a Zoom conference. This is your because wife. she texted this me is that she's wife. leaving. Uh, why are you here? So, real relationships, it's part of what we do here. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Luke is with us in Cleveland, Ohio. Hi, Luke. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Good afternoon, gentlemen. It's a pleasure to speak with you. You too. How can we help? Well, I'm either on baby step two or baby step seven, and I need a little clarification to figure out which one I'm on. Okay. Uh, so I have a credit card, which I don't want to have a credit card, but uh, with where I'm at in my life, I'm fortunate enough that I can take a trip to Mexico or to the Caribbean about twice a year. And on all the debit cards I've found, they all have a 2% uh, foreign transaction fee, and my credit card does not. So I do have the credit card, but I use it for the time when I'm at the trip, and then I pay it off the next, the following month when it the bill comes due. You know, that's interesting. I got back from Mexico Sunday, and I have been there 10 days, and I didn't have a single charge you're talking about on my debit cards. Really? Yeah. Because I've called two. They just asked me, do you want to run it in pesos, you want to run it pesos or dollars when they run the little machine out to you? Right. Yeah, no, and it's always in dollars, and that's still apparently a two percent fee at my at two credit unions and two. Banks I just booked I a trip to, to to out of the country in the south too, and they had the same. I think you just day. need a better debit card, a different bank. <laughs> but anyway, you're, even if you're, I mean, we we would tell you to get a different, better debit card because we don't believe in credit cards at all. But even then, if you use a credit card and you paid it off, what's your problem? I'm, you're not in debt. What? It do, no, that's, don't, that's not a baby step two thing. Well, I mean, there's, I guess there's a bill, but it's not really, I guess, a, a true debt. But also, I'll keep my credit score, which I don't really want. And yeah, that's, that's a problem. I know something something that you talked about before. So yeah. I, I was just I, kind you of know, confused on what I should do. Well, um, number one, here, here's the thing: the, the amount of pain that you were in before because of your stupid money decisions will dictate how drastically far you go with these things. I went completely broke. So I don't walk anywhere near a bank except to make a deposit. 
<laughs> okay? Right. I can't stand those people. <laughs> Even my banker, who's a friend of mine, I'm not sure I like. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, but you know you know what I'm saying, right? And so yeah. uh, it's just the whole thing. And, and so there's no chance, even if I wasn't the guy about no credit card, Dave Ramsey guy, I would have a credit card because of what I've been through. You, uh, by listening to you, have not had that I've been that burned experience. So it's a little bit more, eh, whatever for you. And I get that. That's not a criticism, but I'm just an observation. Is that fair? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, again, what we teach is based on this absolute, I'm never going to go near a debt instrument again because I'm never going in debt again. So that would dictate for someone doing that, that they go and find a bank that doesn't have ridiculous fees on their internationals. And uh, I'm really shocked your credit union does. I would talk to them about just removing that uh, because credit unions are very, very um, customer-oriented, much more so than banks in general. And they so, don't want to lose a Baby Step 7 customer yeah, either. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but if you have a bill that comes in during the month, like um, your electric bill, and you pay it, mm-hmm. you're not in debt. Mm-hmm. If you had a credit card right. bill that came in and you paid it, you're not in debt. You're on Baby Step 7. You're just on baby okay. step seven, and you still have a credit card, which is the only thing I would obviously have just griped at you about. But yeah, but that's the you know. But you're a baby step seven guy. That's where you are to answer your overall question. And um, but yeah, I, dude, I'm in Mexico three or four times a year. Uh, I like Mexico, and so um, uh, um, and I, you know, I do have to watch the peso exchange shifting a little bit. It's gone from uh, 0.2 to 0.18, and so it does affect things a little bit. You have to watch what you're doing, uh, and, and sometimes they'll catch you with a conversion if you're not watching your math <laughs> in some of these locations. But that's a that's a, a vendor issue. That's the uh, the merchant. That's not the credit card or the debit card. So we use our debit cards uh, frequently. We use a lot of cash too. Uh, Mexicans much prefer cash, by the way, um, for the same reasons a lot of Americans do, but even more so. They don't want the government after them. So that's the whole thing. They don't want the government knowing. They like being off the grid as much as we do, uh, those of us that are rednecks, okay? So we don't want to be on the grid either. We don't want um, anybody knowing where we are. So that's very interesting. A good question. Hannah's in Pittsburgh. Hey, Hannah, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, I was just wondering if we should pay our mortgage or if we should wait until we have a little bit more saved. Um, that's like a safety net. Okay. Do you have any other debt? No. Okay. You're fairly new to this whole Ramsey stuff, aren't you? Yes. Okay. So we teach a process called the baby steps and it's how to apply. It's the next step, the next thing. And then the next thing and the next thing, a clear path from where you are now to wealth. First thing is get a thousand dollars. Second thing is be debt free, but the house you've done those two, right? Yes. Okay. Then the third step is to have a fully funded emergency fund. Grandma called it a rainy day fund. The proper amount is three to six months of household expenses. What's your household income? Okay. Um, well, I just quit my job, so now it's going to be about 100000 Okay. Are you going back to work? No, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom for a while. Okay. How much is your house payment? About $650 a month. Wow. Good work, Hannah. Wow. Okay. That's weird. That's wonderfully weird. <laughs> okay. And so, um, 
Okay, so let's pretend that your monthly expenses, if everybody's income stopped, uh, that you could live easily on uh, $4,000 a month. I wouldn't be far from wrong, would I? No. Okay, 3 times 4 is 12. 6 times 4 is 24. So you should have an emergency fund of twelve dollars to $24,000 before you start paying off your house. How much do you have in savings? Um, savings, we have about 95000 <laughs> Okay, let's allocate 20000 of that to your emergency fund. Now, everything okay. else is going towards your mortgage. How much is your mortgage balance? Um, about 92000 Great. Okay, so you said you have 95000 in savings? Yes. Hmm. Okay. Um, well, the, the way we would teach it is you keep your emergency fund of three to six months. We could call that 15 for fun. That'd be putting 80 on the house, and uh, then you pay off the house, what, by Christmas? If you only yeah. had 15 owed, right? And then if you want to build yeah. up your emergency fund a little further, you could. That's what we would do around here because no house payment is going to make you even more brilliant than you already are, and you're pretty stinking brilliant. Good grief. I love that. <laughs> that was like a slow flex. And we have a $95,000. And $600 house payment. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Translation, so, Hannah, you are well on your way before you ever met anybody called Ramsey, but we'll help you get get there even faster. So, so Dave, one of, the, one of the criticisms I get is in, let's just, this situation. How do you tell somebody, like, because mathematically, that's, it kind of went in the lottery, the $650 house payment. There's, but there's the the umbrella, the shadow that sits over you that says somebody else you owe money to, right? You owe money to somebody else. How would you explain that to somebody that says, no, it's worth it to go ahead and do it? It's worth it to go ahead and pay that thing off, even though your house payment is so low relative to what you're bringing home every month. Because... Several things happen in addition to the math being freed up. The first thing, number one, the math is freed up, and now you can invest and save um, and, and be generous with your entire income. And it will cause you to be wealthy faster. That's the basic thing. But it's only 600 bucks we're freeing up here, so it's not like it's a ton, but it's there. And whatever else extra they were paying or putting into savings. So she's got this vague savings over here that hasn't got a real assignment yet. It doesn't have a mission. The second thing that happens is... Um, that people that don't have a single piece of debt, you talk about this, they relax in a place they didn't know was tight. Hmm. Their relationships get better. Their employment changes for the better because they don't have to work there. Hmm. Their, uh, the qual- their health improves, yeah. literally. Yeah. I mean, the hypertension that we face in this culture. <sighs> yeah. you, you don't, you know, people with way. mortgages don't have as much high blood pressure. Hello. Wow. Just think about it. People that don't have mortgages have peace, financial peace, two words that don't go together, like airline service. This is The Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Corey and Amber are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Hey, Dave and John. Good to have you guys. Where do y'all live? Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, fun. That's a great town. Mm-hmm. We love Raleigh, Durham. Good, good. So how much debt have you two paid off? $181,558.11. Wow. Give or take. Way to go. <laughs> and how long did this take? 
Two years and five months. All right. Love it. And your range of income during that two years and five months? We started at 95000 and now we are a little over 200000 Nice double in two years. So how'd you double your income in two years? Well, starting about the beginning of 2020, I didn't realize how much debt we actually were in. It was primarily student loan debt. Amber finally shared it with me, and I said, I'm tired of all this money going out the door and not being able to keep it. So we got that gazelle intensity. I'm a mental health therapist, and so when March 2020 hit, unfortunately, COVID impacted a lot of people's mental health, and therefore... You were kind of in the plexiglass business right yeah, now, buddy. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, yep. yeah. yeah, mental health and plexiglass, big deal during COVID. Yeah. Right. Yeah, wow. Wow. You just took client after client after client. Client after client, yep. Whoo, man, that's exhausting work. It is. It that's is. like walking through spider webs you all day long. You had long hair when that started. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. All disappeared. Yep. <laughs> just, wow. That's a lot of therapy without without getting any. And uh, Amber, uh, what do you do for a living? I'm a reseller, and I have a small YouTube channel. Oh, Very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. What do you resell? Clothes and shoes and really anything and everything. <laughs> what do you do, eBay or Facebook eBay, Marketplace? eBay, Poshmark, Mercari, Facebook Marketplace. What's the most successful? Which platform? It varies. It changes depending on the season, um, the years. But eBay and Poshmark are pretty much the top two yeah. for me. I've met people that are buying clothes at garage sales for $0.10 cents and selling them for $3 on eBay, and they're making ten grand a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've and met I've, people doing that. I was afraid when covid hit that my sales would decrease because no, they went up yep. they did because people didn't want to leave their homes yeah. so online shopping well and they're bored they're just sitting there yep. dinging on buying yeah. stuff they're going they spend money in debt. then yeah. they feel ashamed so they call you <laughs> they call me yeah <laughs> talk about that <laughs> got it figured out then. and they got to get back up yep. there you guys got a racket well played, guys. <laughs> well played. all right so what got y'all started on this two and a half years ago i shared with Corey how much debt we were in when we first got married I pretty much handled all of the money, and mm-hmm. Corey kind of was just on the back burner. He just worked and just had his head down. And when I finally shared how much debt we were in, and he realized how much debt, we were like, "We have to do something." And I found the seven baby steps, and we were like, "This is it." So, what, as a what, mental what, health what therapist, it? what was it like when <laughs> realizing, "Oh, we should probably communicate as yeah. a, as a <laughs> yeah, married couple." That. No, not only aided me in my personal growth, but professionally as well, teaching clients to do the same thing. So it's all about communication, intentionality, being on the same page. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what was the 182,000? What kind of debt? It was primarily student loans. We did Mm -hmm. have a couple credit cards and furniture, Mm -hmm. but um, someone went to a private university Mm -hmm. for six years. So yeah. Oh, so when you shared it with him, you told him, right? (laughs) The one he already knew that he was deeply in debt. Okay. The way y'all say that is so gentle. I shared with him the debt. No, I told him how much you racked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I had some as well, but his was the, the larger chunk of it. So. Yeah. Okay. So he looked at it and said, oh, yeah, this is a thing. So um, talk to me for the sake of the audience about that dynamic, because it's a really important one. We're kind of joking around and laughing over the top of what is actual some actual pain. Um, you were carrying a lot of stress. Yeah. And uh, by you, I mean, Amber. Mm-hmm. And um, you kind of went, I'm I don't know what happened. You, you just like I'm at the end of my rope. I can't carry this by myself anymore or. I need some help and you're not paying attention or what was what was that dynamic like 
Um, it was it was pretty much I had to tell him because we had to change what we were doing. We were we'd go on vacations, but we'd always cash flow it. And then when I get home, it's like we have all this debt left. You couldn't manipulate it enough to make it work. And then when I when I finally shared okay. it with him because I didn't want to stress him out. When I finally shared the numbers with him, it was eye-opening. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years, I've done this for 30 years, talking to people in this situation, whether it's the husband that was doing the bills and has to bring in the wife or the wife in your case. Um, there's this weird thing that it's like I'm supposed to be taking care of this, and I can't, I can't do anymore. I, I don't know how to fix this. I've got to have some help. And it's like people feel sometimes, I don't know if you did, but sometimes people feel like, like, like you failed at your job which was to take care of the money mm-hmm. and so there's almost a shame to bring it to the other person when it actually is their job to help you mm-hmm. but there's this weird thing it's like oh god i i can't do it there's a let did you sense that yes okay yeah. it's hard isn't it yep. yes and then there's it's dave you just nailed it there's it's a it's a stress to shame loop-de-loop because then you handed him your stress and then you felt really shamed mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. all this debt you racked absolutely. up absolutely right? it's very challenging but self-compassion is a very important trait in this journey without it we wouldn't have been able to make it yeah that's good and it made our our marriage stronger Mm -hmm. as well yeah that's a good one Mm self-forgiveness right it goes with compassion yeah like when i went bankrupt it was completely my fault Mm -hmm. sharon i mean she didn't have any idea what was going on we've owned houses she never saw you know i mean it was completely my fault because i I ran the thing in the ditch Mm -hmm. uh and and so it took a little while for me to get over going you're an idiot Mm -hmm. i was an idiot but it took me a little while to get over that just forgive myself and move on from that and go i'm just going to learn from this we're going to take all these lemons and make some lemonade yeah there's a real thing to what you guys have been through it's very powerful thank you for being open about it and sharing it Uh, you're going to help some people today by having done that Mm -hmm. and you're victorious too Mm -hmm. by goodness hundred eighty two thousand dollars how's it feel to be free (sighs) wonderful wonderful okay now now that you did it and you leaned in for two, two and two years and five months almost two and a half years there's a whole reformation that occurs during that time, and not only in your relationship, but just in the way your brain looks at money, um, a transformation, if you will. Uh, what do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? I would say don't focus on what you have to give up. Look at what you have to gain. If we would have stayed living how we were living, there's no way that we could be able to afford the future that we want and have a house one day. So that would that that's what i would say and be willing to sacrifice a bit we'd work seven days a week weekends all our friends hey do you want to hang out love what you said one episode dave no means yes me later a lot of our friends really stuck to it have some great support because of that yeah and then we also really cut down on the grocery budget and for two and a half years he had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch every single day so that's his tuna fish sandwich. So that's how you get muscles like that. <laughs> wow, yes. Dave, I want that's how that works. It's a peanut butter and jelly hey, protein system. Protein. Yeah, that's how you get those muscles. Okay, yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, it wow. didn't It didn't kill him, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Way to can go, you, you eat guys. peanut butter and jelly now? That's the question. No. No. Okay. no. I, uh, can't do it. I, I <laughs> ate tuna fish sandwiches when we were broke, and I smell tuna fish still to this day. My net worth goes down. Oh, I just, it's, I hate them. I hate tuna fish, you know, just because it was, it was broke people food, you know, mm-hmm. for right. you, it's peanut butter and jelly. You get that smell. It's like, you have a, do you have a peanut allergy, sir? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely allergic to peanut butter and jelly now. Y'all are, y'all are incredible. That's yeah, awesome. well done, Thank you, you guys. Thank you. Very well done. Very well done. Now that you're 100% free, how's it feel? Amazing. Amazing. Wonderful. Cool. Proud of you. Mm-hmm. Very well done. Now, who are these cheerleaders you brought with you? 
These are my parents. Yeah. Okay. They're awful proud. Just watching their body language while you're talking, they're just they're just like ah, they're so proud. They were our biggest supporters. Yep. Yeah. When your grown kids are actually have sense, it makes all of us parents proud. It really does. It's pretty because we all have friends that their grown kids are idiots. I mean, we do. And when you're when they're not, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So hey, we've got the uh, live and give bundle for you. It's the Baby Steps Millionaires book, which is your next uh, step in this process. You'll be there before you know it. Uh, the uh, Total Money Makeover book, which is what you've just done. Maybe you can give it to one of your friends that stood by you out there. Uh, a Financial Peace University membership as well. And again, the live and give bundle. We're so proud of you guys. You're Thank a you. very neat couple. What you've been through is very obvious. It's on your face. It's on the way you're looking at each other. It's on the words you're using. You're very powerful. Very well done. All right. It's Corey and Amber, Raleigh, North Carolina. 182000 paid off in two years and five months, making ninety-five to two hundred. Lots of communication. Lots of hard work. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're, We're debt-free. Free. Yeah. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. Oh, you got to love it. Man. This is the Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you're a new listener, and we know there's a whole bunch of you out there that are, uh, and all, some of this that we talk about is uh, like tribal speak, the vernacular that we're using, the words we're using are new to you, like baby steps and debt snowballs and all that kind of stuff. If you want to kind of figure out where you are and start to plug into this whole thing, uh, completely free, Go to RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Started button. RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Started button, and you know that'll get you moving in the right direction, get you where you're supposed to be. So our question of the day comes from Neighborly. It's sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services to repair, maintain, improve our home. Researching dozens of providers is a thing of the past. Neighborly is all you need to remember a nationwide network of local home service pros of all kinds. We love Neighborly. We're honored that they're sponsoring us. Molly Made, Mr. Rooter, Mr. Electric, to name just a few. Uh, just really good stuff. Neighborly.com, and you can get some help near you. All right, today's question comes from Molly in Oregon. Molly writes, my husband makes $30,000 a month take home. Well done. And I'm fortunate enough to stay home with my daughter. We have zero debt. Our rent is currently $2,100 a month and utilities are fairly cheap. We have visited Maui several times and are planning on making a move there. The thing is, I feel like even though we have no debt and a paid off car and everything, we are still scared to go into debt on a house. We're waiting for a good deal and think we found something really nice around 900 grand. We're making a trip out to see the house at the end of this month. And if that doesn't work out, we have a property we think we might buy and and build a house on for about the same price. Are we too scared to spend money? We've just been at a point in our life when we first got together where we struggled so much. And I think we both just get scared of being there again. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the story of my life. 
Yeah, you've you've really helped me with that one, Dave. Um, I think when your identity is survival, and I say it sounds identity when your body's trying to survive all the time, um, that that you, you just develop a scarcity mindset. This all goes away in any second. Um, and then we live in a world that tells us it's all coming down, it's all coming down, it's all coming down. And so it's really easy. $30,000 a month is a ton of money. And um, they still live like they're broke, right? They're still renting. Um, it's just this terror that's in there. Um, and you taught me, Dave, that in my language, I, you got to practice your way out of this thing. And for me, the, the gift that you gave me was practicing using ratios and to stop looking at, um, like for a couple that went broke, $900,000 feels like a billion, right? Let's look at the ratios. Let's look at the cost. Let's look at the actual um, percentages of things. And that's given me a lot of peace and allowed me to practice a new way of doing life. Well, it, it helps your use your uh, intellect, your, your brain, to make the decision on facts. It's bringing my, my brain back online. Yeah, I'm, right? I'm using facts instead of feelings. That's right. Because what happens is there's two, there's two things that cause it two situations and they usually go together actually um number one if you've gone broke like i have um then you are like she has in this situation you're you, you know you have to heal from that and the only way you heal from that uh, it move from this uh, i'm always going to be broke mentality to i'm never going to be there again mentality is you have to practice and you have to do new things the second thing that happens is when you start and you were making thirty thousand dollars a year and then you're making $30,000 a month. Mm -hmm. What happens is the math grew faster than your emotional capacity right. to manage that. Now, I'm not saying you didn't have the intellectual capacity to manage the money. I'm saying that, you know, I'll give you an example. Around here at Ramsey, okay? I mean, I grew up normal kid, right? And I worked my butt off cutting grass and doing everything else, shoveling whatever had to be shoveled, all this kind of stuff, right? And what we spend on coffee <laughs> at Ramsey with 1,100 employees, I, I, I never made that much in a year. Right. And we spent it on coffee. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, it's just like to get my emotional head around those numbers sometimes, I have it's an intellectual exercise. Yeah. You know, what we spent on copier paper in, in a building, that, I mean, it's just like because of the scale. Right. You know, and it's like, and we're not doing anything wrong. It's nothing irresponsible. The coffee's not ridiculous. It's not Starbucks. I mean, like Starbucks, and so, uh, but it, it's just, it's not it's not inexpensive coffee. It's not expensive. It's just good coffee. But yeah. you know, it's not that. It's just there's a lot of it. Right. And so the same thing's true when you're buying a uh, you know you've been driving a five thousand dollar eight thousand dollar car that breaks down and the tires are bare for the majority of your life to emotionally buy a fifty thousand dollar car, even if you're worth ten million dollars, doesn't matter. It's a difficult decision because you feel like weird. Yeah. Because your your emotions are not used to sitting in that car. Your nose is not used to smelling that smell. You know, the new car smell. It doesn't it doesn't come up. Well for know? us, so for, for Sheila and I, we when we bought our, our house in, in Texas, um I, I I had a great job, she had a great job. I could not believe that a human being would spend this much money on a house. Dave, I didn't sleep for two or three days. Couldn't breathe. Um, when we bought it and we closed, we went in with the key, opened it up. Sheila fell to the floor crying. She could never be have believed that she could live in such opulence. And we sold the house, and I made enough money to pay cash for like a $15,000 truck. So we made a little money on it. And we got one eighty five for it. And then we moved to Nashville. 
<laughs> and you you can't buy somebody's you can't i mean it, 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 so cap. <laughs> here's the thing i had and uh I'll, I'll i'll use the word sinfully i had lumped people who buy houses that cost this much cost this much money into those are those people mm-hmm. we're these people mm-hmm. and people re- like us i had divided yeah. the world up into us's and them's in, a, yep. in, in an unfair way and sometimes so, people do that on race sometimes they do on it everything on, on, on education level on yeah. religion Sometimes they do it based on the fact they've been broke right. or they grew up broke. Um, like a friend, a friend of mine grew up in the hood, and he said, getting out of the hood is easier than getting the hood out of you. Uh-huh. You yeah. know? And that's the truth. That's the thing. And so the, 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 what we're saying is every one of us have had down times or broke times or made more money than we were made in our life, and it is, it, it is normal for your emotions to struggle to catch up. So, Molly, you're normal. Yes. Buy the house. Yes. The way you fix this is – you you have to do what John says about trauma of any kind. You have to say facts are your friends. These fears are irrational. And so if you have $600,000 cash in your bank account and you want to buy a $15,000 car, it you know, and you have a weird feeling, it ain't the math, Bubba. It's you. And acknowledge the feeling. Acknowledge yeah. it. I have a little thing that I write them down. I still write them down. Yeah. When they're obnoxious and they're dumb, I write them down, and then we move on. Yeah, and because that takes the power away from That's them. right. That's yeah. right. Stacy's in Fort Worth, Texas. Hi, Stacy. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you so much for taking my call. Good. I'm very honored to speak with you both. You too. What's up? Um. So we have we have a daughter who's in college and. Then our younger, our twins, who will be going off to college in the fall. Mm-hmm. And we we had a very lengthy, not your normal baby step two. And it's left us with a house that needs repair on everything. And so I was, my question for you is, would it financially make sense to just sort of um, get rid of the house as is, um, you know, sell it to one of those companies that just takes no. it off your hands. No, they take it off your hands at wholesale. You need to call a good real estate agent and have them come in and say, "These are they, there's 10 things you could do. Six of them are worth the money. The other four you need to let the other people do, whatever it is, okay? But if you'll p- spend the money on paint, on landscaping, on the recarpet, it's going to 2x your return when you get ready to sell the house and you're going to get the enjoyment of it. So you need to make a list of projects the way you eat an elephant is a bite at a time that your real estate agent, your future real estate agent, gives you the priority on. This is the most important one down to the least important one and work your way down those projects with cash. Uh, and then some of them you don't need to do because they're not worth doing. We'll let the next owner do it. But it's a retail buyer, not a we buy houses buyer. So we buy houses, buyers, a wholesale buyer, and you don't need to take that hit because you don't have the energy to fix this house. Get the house fixed up. Get a real estate agent to guide you through it. Get multiple bids. Prioritize it. Work one project at a time. You don't have to do them all at once, and you don't go into debt to do this. So good question. You're on your way. You're on your way, Stacy. You're closer than you feel like. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888 
825-5225. Genesee is with us. She is in Springfield, Illinois. Hi, Genesee. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? <laughs> Hi. Um, so I am a fresh new baby graduate, um, and I'm about $217,000 in debt. Um, both of my parents didn't go to college, so I don't really have anybody to talk to about like loan repayment and things of that nature. Um, I did luckily get gifted your course um, from a Facebook group that I'm in, and I'm on step two. But I'm wondering, um, as a, so I'm a single parent. Um, I'm 26 and she's 10. I had her at 16, um, and I just did school straight through, so um, no working in between high school, undergrad, and then I just graduated from veterinary school. Oh, wow. Um, so I have my doctorate. Wow, good for you. So I just, good for you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just wondering how realistic it is, you know, because it seems like I'll never get to step three with that much debt. And um, I know I, like I said, I'm on step two in the in the course, um, and I see a lot of like married couples. We work so with a lot. We your... work with a lot of veterinarians um, okay. in, in entree leadership uh, because a lot of them come through to learn how to run their business, the business aspect of being a veterinarian. And so what we're what I'm discovering just in having conversations with them is that there are veterinarians um, working in a practice that don't own the practice, lots of them that are making a hundred and a quarter, hundred and a half. Um, there are a whole group of them too that are making sixty and seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, you know, what I would tell you is don't get too caught up in. Uh, a certain area of veterinary medicine get caught up in the area that can make you the most money for a little while. Mm-hmm. I, so I've actually signed on um, to a practice. It is a corporate practice, so I don't own it and I don't have any stake in it. Um, I start Monday, actually. Okay. And um, What's my the pay? base is going to be a hundred and a hundred and five thousand a year. Ding ding! Sounds like my information's accurate. Yeah. Okay. And you'll mm-hmm. be going up pretty well, quick in that. That's just your starting. And so you'll be at a hundred and a quarter within a short period of time. So I'm pretty close. All right. And you're used to living on nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you've been pretty a college student your whole life. Low. Yeah. Okay. So so if you lived on nothing, what would how much is nothing? Um my my rent at my house that I was living in um from in my vet school was about five fifty. I was one of five roommates, um, and then my mom was helping me with my daughter at that point in time. Um, so now when I move, I've moved back to my hometown, um, my rent, the rent here is pretty insane. It's going to be about, for me to rent and not, you know, have a mortgage, um, rental homes and rental apartments are looking at about 1200 1100 to $1,200 a month. Okay. And then, you know. That's 14000 out of 105 yeah. Okay. Then we got to eat. So, and we got to eat, and we got to pay lights, and we're not going to go buy a car on payments. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have. I have a car. I've owned it. It is on its last leg. Uh, you're not. You're, you're a veterinarian. Just prop the leg up. <laughs> yep. All right. Um. And then, yeah. And then living expenses, and then just I. Yeah. I it's so a single, here's single here's what I'm saying. Though. All right. Fifty five thousand a year minus taxes is the most you can spend to live. The other fifty thousand goes on your debt, and in four years you're done. Okay, so you think it wouldn't be worth signing up for like an income-based repayment? 
Um, and Why would you want to stay in debt the place. rest of your life? I don't. Okay, let's get out of debt <laughs> in four years. Okay. Genesee. Or sooner. Okay. I'm talking to a woman who at the age of 16 with most people trying to figure out how a blinker works on their mom's car had a child and you have managed to be a mother and a daughter and a graduate student and now a veterinarian making 105,000 at 26 years old you cannot sell me on the fact that you can't quote-unquote do something you can do anything You've I would fight you for them all the money in the world <laughs> you're incredible my friend Jade Warshaw, who's also co-host this show, her and her husband had almost half a million bucks, and they did not have veterinarian in their holster. They were music students, gotcha. and they did it. You're, here's what's going to be frustrating for you: you have been waiting for this moment for so long, mm-hmm. and you're Doctor mm-hmm. Genesee now, and that car mm-hmm. is going to stay the same, and that lifestyle is going to stay the same, and that ten-year-old kid that you promised, just wait, just wait, just wait. Is going to have wait. like three more years to go. Now they got to wait. Because it's going to take you four years. Okay. It's going to take you three to four years to do this. And you can also work shifts on Saturdays and Sundays and maybe even uh, do emergency medicine overnight if you need to and let your kids stay with your mom every once in a while. If you go pick up another 50 grand doing that, you can be out of debt in two and a half years. Okay. So it doesn't seem unattainable. To you can do this. So here's the big math, okay? <laughs> take 200,000 and divide it by the number you're going to put on it a year. I put 50 a year on it out of your 105 a minute ago. Then John added some work to your life, and we put another 40 or 50 on it. So 50 a year into 200 is four, right? Right. This is attainable. And by the way, this is not static. You're not going to only make 105 for the next four years. And the extra income, you're not going to only want to do that forever. So... But if you go made another thirty or forty thousand bucks, and now we put eighty on this, you know what is two hundred divided by eighty three? Not even okay. Two and three quarter, right? Okay. You following me here? Okay. It's a big number yeah. math. You don't have to do. You don't have to have a master's degree in math and finance to pull this off. You just divide two hundred by the amount you're going to throw at it, and that tells you how many years it's going to take for you to get this done. You're going to get it done very, very quickly. And here's underneath the math. My mom, I've told the story on the show, my mom at 42, the age of 42, took her first community college class, one class, and it was either geometry or algebra, one of the two. We took it together. I was in, I was in high school. Fast forward to 57 is when she graduated with her PhD, and she became a tenured professor at 63, and, I'm, and um, she teaches her last year at Oxford this summer in, in, in her 70s. I tell you that to tell you, I had a ringside seat to a mom who completely transformed her life and it was hard and she was busy and she had to miss games and she was working on Saturdays and Sundays writing papers and reading and doing grad school work and as an adult she took away every single excuse I could ever have because I got a ringside seat to watching a gangster be born and so your son is going to watch you and you're going to feel guilty I want you to think of the long game he's going to watch his mom teach him through action he can do anything He's married to, I mean, his mom's a warrior princess. It's incredible. You're giving him the gift of a, of, of a lifetime. Yep. Way to go. Proud of you. Good work. This is The Ramsey Show.
Hey, folks, the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition is now here. I believe the success of this book is all about the hero stories, people who felt overwhelmed and stuck until they found the least complicated money book they ever read and learned how to work the plan and actually build wealth. Go to RamseySolutions.com store to get the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition and become one of the new Total Money Makeover heroes. Dr. John Deloney Ramsey personality is my co-host today. If you're a pastor listening today, we know that you've had a hard few years. You've got long hours. Church attendance is down. Church is still trying to come back after COVID in many cases, and all while trying to keep your own house running. You've had to take care of so much, and we want to take care of you. You deserve a safe space to talk about the hard things you're dealing with, especially money. So we created a free pastors only version of Financial Peace University. Over six weeks, you'll learn with pastors from all over the country how to get out of debt and build wealth, how to get control of your money with a budget, how to work with your spouse if you have one, and even how to retire with confidence. It's all free, and this class is led by folks on our team who understand pastors. Many of them are former pastors, and they have a heart for you. So join our free pastors-only Financial Peace University by visiting RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. RamseySolutions.com slash pastor. Today's question of the day comes from Shelly in the Baby Steps Millionaires community on facebook john my mother is always giving me money that i don't ask for but i know she has bad spending habits what would you do about this situation i've never had this happen to me personally this is a new one this is a new one um i would probably do one of two things the passive part of me would probably take this money and put it into an account and let it just sit because there's going to be a day that she comes and asks for it back. Um, the more the the last four or five years, six or seven years, John would tell my mom, "Hey, mom, I'm really working hard to build a life uh, with my wife, our own life, and so um, I appreciate your gift. I'm really grateful for it, but we want to make a go at this on our own, and so." Uh, Please feel free to give that money to my brother, my sister, whoever else. Yeah. As gentle as I can. The problem is not her. The problem is me. Don't bring up the fact that she's too broke to give. Nope. Wouldn't even go there. Wouldn't even go there. I would just say, you know, I appreciate this and you're so sweet. Um, A, I don't need it. And B, I'm trying to practice the discipline of living on my own. Mm -hmm. And it would be helpful to me if you would give this to someone else. My promise is if I ever get desperate enough, I'll call you. Yeah, I right. won't go hungry, I promise, Mom. Yeah. And you're so sweet, and thank you, thank you. But um, I can't accept this anymore because I'm trying to work on me yeah. and just turn turn the whole thing back on yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, There's a, the other one that comes up is, um, and I've heard this one a bunch of times over the years, is uh, Mom and Dad are broke, but Mom keeps buying my kids' toys on and trips and whatever grandparents stuff disney grandparents stuff on credit cards and making making mom and dad worse how do i stop her from doing that 
And it's a similar conversation, only this one's even harder. Um, but it's like, Mom, we're trying to limit what the kids are getting. And, um, you know, uh, so we you just can't do this anymore. Uh, we've, you've got to stop. You're going to have to check with me before you buy anything else. Yeah. And um, and then, you, again, there's no it, – it, it very seldom is positive to shame them and go, you're too broke to do this. Stop it. That doesn't work, although that's a true statement. But – <laughs> and it's tempting to say that, but it's really not profitable. Devonte is with us in Minneapolis. If I can push the button, there he is. Hey, Devonte, how are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. How can I help? Um, well, the better is just, just getting the question out there. Uh, I guess I'll just say a question. You guys can rip into me after that. Uh, the question I have is that I have a car, or I have about fifty thousand dollars in debt. The car is a little over half of that at about 27, um, 19% interest rate. I'm trying to get out. And then a follow-up question is just if I'm good, that intense enough, uh, based on how much I'm working and, and the things I'm doing to you, make money. You owe 27,000 on a car at 19%. Yeah. Yes. Okay. What's the car worth? Uh, 14,000. Uh, did you roll negative equity from another deal into this one? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, okay, you're looking, you're looking at the wrong it. number then. Because a 19% loan is a subprime loan. Translation, they screwed you, okay? Or you yeah, screwed I yourself did. by signing up for this. And they have a different calculation on those loans. When you ask for the balance, they use a total of all payments, a TOP number, to give you the loan balance. That is not the payoff. So your payoff is unlikely to be twenty seven, not with a fourteen thousand dollar value. How long ago did you buy the car? Uh, this is about a year ago, just under. Yeah, what'd you pay for the car? Uh, thus far, I've paid about seven hundred. No, no, honey. What was the price of the car when you signed the paperwork? The total price of the car, not the financing. What was the price of the car? Oh, I guess I don't know the answer to that. It was twenty seven on the the only uh, overall price that came out was twenty seven, so I thought that was the the value. Well, I mean, if the, the car's worth home. fourteen, honey, you surely didn't pay twenty seven for it a year ago. Unless you went to one of well, those it was a third party it was a third party dealer. Um I was just desperate trying to get into something low credit and that's what they gave me. Um, I know, but e- e- even price. those guys don't do that. Okay, so I really think that you probably actually paid seventeen or eighteen for the car, and your total of payments is twenty-seven. So you have a, a finance company you're paying this money to, right? Yes. Okay, call them and ask them for what the payoff is if I bring a check today and pay it off, and they're going to tell you more okay. like twenty. Okay or 18 or something like that. That's the number you're going to get. Um, and, uh, and you obviously don't have any money, right? Uh, no, I've, I've since recovered my situation. So I do. How much do you have? Uh, like on hand or yeah, money. over time on hand. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. No, uh, currently speaking, no, I don't have any in savings. Oh, you don't have any money. Okay. So I was right. All right. What do you make? Um, a hundred and, Anywhere between 113, 130, depending on. How long uh, have you been doing that? Um, four months. Why don't you have any money? I've been putting everything to debt. Okay, all right. And then uh, I want you to stop putting it to debt because I want this car to get sold. 
Okay, I want you to stop putting it to debt. I want you to save up enough to sell the car for fourteen and put seven thousand with it and sell the car because it's going to be twenty, twenty one, eighteen, something like that payoff. Then I want you to go get a two thousand dollar car and pay cash for it. This car needs to go sure. bye bye. It's bad juju, bad car. I agree. The, the, uh, it's going to be a sense, dude, that you're taking seven thousand or ten thousand, whatever that final payoff is, and putting it in your backyard and just lighting it on fire. And you are. And, no, no, you already did that. Now all we're doing is admitting it. <laughs> yeah, we're just. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's going to hurt, and uh, it's a, it's going to be a good scar or tattoo for you to never do this again, ever. Yeah, and so yeah. desperation makes us do crazy things, man. Everything you did when you went on the car lot, a hundred percent of your moves were wrong. You went on the car lot, wrong move. You bought a car. You never looked at what it's valued at. You have no idea what it was. You just said, I, if I sign here, I can drive it off. Yes. And you signed whatever they put in front of you. You never looked at it. This is the recipe for getting screwed. And if you do it again, you're going to get screwed again. If you do it again, you're going to get screwed again. Yeah, this is how it works. This is how these people exist in these rip-off car situations. Uh, and, and so uh, they feed on the desperation and the immaturity of people. And so uh, the next time this comes up, you need to step back, breathe a little bit, and think, okay, where can I get a $1,000 car? And I, how, where can I get $1,000? And let's get a, um, a garage sale car, car you buy at a garage sale, and drive it around a little bit. And if it goes bad after a month or two, it was still cheaper than your payments. And go get you another one. I mean, these are disposable cars, like disposable phones, when you're doing a $1,000 car, compared to what you're driving. But yeah, this thing is, uh, it's a weight around your neck. It's uh, shaming to you every time you get in it, every time you write the check. It's a ripoff. There's nothing good coming out of it. I would do everything I could to get rid of it as soon as possible. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Thank you for joining us, America. Dr. John Deloney Ramsey, personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Today's question is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services here at Ramsey. We believe in making home ownership a blessing and not a burden. So we recommend Neighborly's network of service professionals to repair, maintain, and improve your home. Find the help you need at Neighborly.com. All right, today's question comes from Andy in Virginia. When I get closer to retirement, how do I access the money in my retirement funds? Do I take a set amount each month? Do I only take money made off interest and leave the principal alone? How do I make the money last? Um, that's, the, that's the question, Dave, and I love, I love the sim- simplistic, mechanistic question here, man. How do I do this? Well, you can set it up with your broker. You have the money in the mutual funds, hopefully in your 401k, your Roth IRAs, that kind of thing. You decide which um, of your different retirement accounts, because most people aren't going to end up with more than one retirement account. You may have a 401k from an old job. You may have Roth IRAs that you did. Your wife might have had a 401k rolled over. Those are all different buckets of money. You say, okay, out of those buckets of money, we're going to draw on this many. We're going to draw this much. 
and you can set a set amount and say, I'm going to draw this amount. I'm going to draw $5,000 a month. Or you can say, I'm going to pull a percentage a month. Um, or uh, you can say, I'm going to pull the gains. I would not say I'm going to pull the gains. If you've got the money invested in good growth stock mutual funds that have a track record that's 10 to 12%, if you pull off 10% of it or eight, let's say you pull off 8% of it and it makes it 12, then you've left four in there. If it makes 10, you left two in there. So it's going to be growing forever. You're not only not hitting the principle, you're not, uh, it is continuing to grow. So it will run in perpetuation if you do that. So in other words, if the uh, the percentage that you're pulling off is less than the percentage average percentage of growth, then you're going to come out. So over a 10-year period of time, if it averages growing 10 to 12 and you pull off 8 every year, you're going to not have touched the principal at all in the end. You will have, it will have grown. Now, it might or might not have kept up with inflation, but, you know, if you've got a million dollars and you're pulling off 8%, that's 80,000 bucks a year. And that's, you know, that's how you live. And so, or Do you, you pull it say, out a lump sum? Does it come out monthly? How you just, it? I set it up monthly. Just get a monthly check on it. 8% divided by 12 and just have that amount coming out. I, I want 8% of the thing coming out to me. Um, or, or you can say, look, there's a million dollars there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 80,000 bucks. And have a monthly check come on eighty thousand bucks a year. So whatever that happens, you know, to be. and uh, or I'm going to pull forty thousand bucks on uh, five hundred thousand. That'd still be eight percent. And so you know that that or you know I don't quite want to do that. So I'm going to pull thirty six thousand, which is three thousand dollars a month. I have three thousand dollars a month coming off, and it'll last forever if you do that. What about a mandatory dis- disbursement? What is well, that? Well, you have the required minimum distributions that begin at seventy three on traditional IRAs and traditional four hundred one ks. If you're doing this. You will easily meet that. Okay. You will easily meet that. So it's not a problem at all. If they're Roth IRAs, they don't have that. Okay. Or Roth 401ks. So let's say you're in a situation um, like you, Dave, and you've got some uh, uh, rental properties that are generating cash flow. You're, you're not technically working anymore, but you're still money's getting deposited. And now you have this mandatory withdrawal that you have to make. Can you take that money out and just reinvest it? It becomes taxable when you take it out. The purpose of them making you take it out is so they can tax it. So you get some money from you. Yeah. Uh, So you're going to take it out. It's a taxable event. So I have this income. Now, what do I do with that money? You can do whatever you want to do with your money. You can invest it. You can give it. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But it's it's coming out, and you're going to pay taxes on the required minimum distribution beginning at age 73. Okay. So either way. Uh, Except for that part where uh, it's like me and I'm not working because I still work. Correct. Yeah. Just, just to be clear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was pretending you were 73. Oh. How do you know I'm not working when I'm 73? Well. Uh, That's yeah. only 10 years. <laughs> this is an uncomfortable conversation, John. <laughs> I think it's very comfortable. <laughs> One of us is living in reality. <laughs> uh, you're thinking I'm going to be playing more golf and spending more time in Cabo. That's what you're thinking. I think you're going to be 73. Tell. I can. I'm just saying. That's how that works. All right, Joanne is with us in Boston. Joanne, get us out of this. How can we help? Hi, Dave. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question. Should I um, sell my house and downsize? I'll give you my numbers. I'm 59. I'm single. My salary is 152k. My house is worth uh, 950. I owe 380. 
Um, and also I have 401k, it's 450 in the 401k and my savings, 20k. Why would you sell your house? That's a good question. There's a couple reasons. I live in Massachusetts. I just am unremote. And I was thinking to go southern New Hampshire and get away from some of the taxes. Okay. So you, you want to... And also move downsize. To, just, yeah. You're thinking you're going to move yes. to a different state. Yes, which is only 20 minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's yeah. that close. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I was also thinking now, I'm 59, I, yeah, I'm single, and, and I have to mow the lawn and do the uh, yard work. <clears throat> well, if you bought a house in Jersey, would you not have to mow the yard lawn? Oh, I was thinking a townhome, so I wouldn't have, so that sort of thing. Okay. But yes. Yeah. Okay, so you're thinking of getting something that helps you get rid of the maintenance, it's a little newer, in a better tax situation. Yes. yes. If you spend exactly the same money, it'd be a net a net gain in lifestyle and no change in your finances. Right. I was thinking that smaller. That yeah. If you move better. down, then it's kind of a net gain. And, uh, right. but there's, you, you don't have to do this for your finances. Your finances are not out of control, but you're wanting a better quality of life by moving down. Well, that's kind of a no brainer. Do it. Just do it. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, you're, 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 you're not going to, you're not going <laughs> further in debt. You're not going to bankrupt yourself by doing this. You're going the other way. You're going to free up right. money, uh, have a lesser mortgage, which you could get paid off going into retirement, which is the thing you need to be doing. You need to be aiming at getting that paid off. So if you bought a townhouse in Jersey, what would it cost? She's going to uh, New Hampshire. Oh, New Hampshire. I'm sorry. New what would Hampshire. it cost? I keep sending you to Jersey. Um, I didn't, you, you did something wrong apparently, but. Um, probably it looks like five fifty. Instead of nine fifty. Yeah, yeah, I can get a townhome there. I've been looking. So you're paying cash. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. this for sure. Move tomorrow. Yes. Because yeah. if you got no yeah, house payment, now we're going to pile up cash even more. So let's play this out. You got mm-hmm. four fifty in your four hundred one k, and yeah. now you got no house payment. And you said your household income is 152. You're single, right? Yes. Okay. So the 450, if it's invested in good mutual funds and your 401k, if it's not, make sure it is, will yes. double about every seven years. You're 59 and a half. When you're 66, that's 950. Okay. So when you're 73, that magic number. That it, old, that's two old mi- people. Those old people. It's two, <laughs> shut up, John. It's $2 million. Yeah. Okay. So. It, when you're 73, if you've got this invested in good mutual funds, you're going to have $2 million if you add nothing to your retirement and a paid-for house. You have no bills, yeah. I right. think we call right. that a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, yeah. and you're going to be adding even more to it, so you're going to have $4 million. That's going to be fun. Yeah, this is great. This is great. This And, and you don't have to cut the grass. There, I mean, there's all these benefits. There's all these benefits. And like the, because those old people like can't in cut New Hampshire, grass. Baby. Yeah, that's it. She's going to be getting it. And you won't be in New Hampshire. And that's, you're being, I mean, you won't be in New Jersey. You'll be in New Hampshire instead. So there you go. That's, I was trying to send her there. I really was. I was you were trying out. hard. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, <laughs> I think it was Alzheimer's. No, I, I think in addition to being really good with numbers, you are also a geography savant. <laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> and sarcasm Dave is knows your his special gift. There it is. <laughs> it's just over there and it's cold. 
It's north and go, there's taxes. Go Celtics. And Yankees. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> this is the Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Matthew 13, 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Brene Brown said, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. Denya is with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Denya. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey. Hey, what's up? Thank you for having me. Sure. Um, yeah, I just, um, I just have me and my husband, um, I'm 52, my husband's 54. We don't have anything uh, safe for retirement. And I was trying, I wanted to possibly go back to school. I'm a registered nurse, and if I went back to school, my income would go up um, as an advanced nurse practitioner. I was, that's what I was thinking of going towards. Um, but we do have a lot of debt. Um, I don't know if it's practical at my age and his age. He was concerned about that. It's 100% practical to go back to school. It is a dreadful idea to borrow money to do it. Mm, okay. I so, have 100% confidence you could get through an MP program. Please don't borrow money against it. So um, where do you work? Um, I work uh, part-time in hospice, PRN, and also at a nursing home, PRN. Mm-hmm. I do a few days a week with both of them. Mm-hmm. So I would check out some of the local hospitals and see if they will hire you and then have an education program that pays for your NP. Where you are, they don't have that ed program. But a hospital yeah, would. They- you, work, you, work, you work as a registered nurse in a hospital. They'll, they'll pay for you to get your NP. Yeah, the local hospital is probably about an hour away. I did work there years ago, and the distance was the issue. Um, and it is a graduate degree. I don't know. They'll pay they, for it. They want in peace. Someone will. or go- Someone in corporate medicine will pay for an NP. Now, they're not, uh, they're, they're not going to the nursing home. They're not going to a nonprofit. And they're not going to an hospice or a PRN situation. None of those that I, I've never seen one of those that has a program that pays for it. But hospitals and uh, large doctor practices that are corporate-owned, most of them have an education program and would love to have their registered nurses become NPs. They need them. Gotcha. I'll also tell you this. It doesn't hurt to ask where you are. One supervisor I went to at one point, we didn't have a program, and I said, hey, I really want to get this. Will you help me with it? And he said, no, but I'll send you to Harvard. So he sent me to Harvard for a program. Then another boss, I said, hey, can I take this money and move it over here for graduate school? And she's like, I never even thought of that. Absolutely, go for it. And that's how I got my second degree paid for. And so it may be worth sitting down and saying, I'll go full time, but I need some help on this. Or here's what I want to do. Will y'all help me get there? The worst I can tell you is no, and you're right back in the same spot, but they may surprise you. You may have to go to a full-time gig somewhere to get that, though. I think you have to go to a full-time gig wherever you are. You got two part-time gigs right now, right? Yeah, about part-time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're making good money, uh, probably, possibly, but you, you might make a little less money and have them pay for your degree. And uh, do you all own your home? 
We do. We have a mortgage. Okay. What does your husband make? I, um, he makes about fifty. And what do you make? I, about thirty-five. Yeah, you're not working much. Mm-mm. Richard Nurse ought to be making seventy if they're working forty. Why aren't you working that much? Um. Well, I just took a breather uh, for a little while here. Um, I've just been home with my and just kind of taking care of stuff at home. What, what stuff is at home? Kids? Well, yeah, I've just, uh, I've, I've just got my hours cut a little bit. I just uh, I needed a break a little bit. But I did. How much we debt have, have you got? Of, uh, we have a lot. Um, How much? Mortgage is 60 Credit card debt is $30,000. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have a... a Student loan that's fifteen thousand for my bachelor's, which yeah. I took out when I was working at the hospital, and they okay. required. You guys it. need to sit down and have some soul searching conversations, didn't you? Because I've talked to two different women on this phone. One of them was willing to lay it all out on the line and go back to school and go in debt to get a degree, an advanced degree as a nurse practitioner, so she could make more money to get out of debt. The other one isn't even working much. And doesn't do anything except sit at home. These are two different women, and I talked to both of them in the last few minutes. Did you hear me? I understand. What the you woman mean. that I'm talking to that what doesn't want to work much doesn't need to go back and get a degree. Is there something else going on? Uh, no, I'm just. You sound like you have some heaviness of- in you, like in your soul. You sound you sound exhausted, but exhausted spiritually. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to figure that all out. <laughs> okay. All right, honey. So the way we're going to get you out of debt is we're going to get your income way up, but that's going to involve a lot of hours. And I can get hope from that if I'm you, because I can see that make instead of making thirty five, I'm making eighty. But I'm working all the time, and that extra fifty thousand a year is going to clean up this debt really, really fast. And I'm not tired in that situation. I'm not exhausted. I'm not fatigued to where I can't breathe. I might be tired, but but it's a it's a good tired because I'm getting traction and I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's not an oncoming train. If you can find energy in the fact that you're going to accomplish the goal and gear back up then you can clear the debt and you can start to make the moves towards nurse practitioner. The condition that you're in today where you want to work just a few hours a week, there's no point in going to be a nurse practitioner. doesn't serve any point because you're not going to utilize the extra degree to get any extra income. And I would not go to the expense or the trouble to go get the degree. And if that's going to be your plan, but I don't think that's your plan. I think that's you've you've kind of surrendered because you lost hope that you were ever going to get out. Dave, and it also sounds if we had another hour to to sit with our friend, I, it almost sounds like if she brought home an extra fifty thousand dollars, her husband would have that money spent before that check cashed, and she may just be saying, "I'm done." Like I, I'm I'm tired of not being on the same page. And so there's something about sitting down and saying, "If we're going to get out of debt, we're going to do this thing together." Yeah. You know, the two of you together sit down and say, all right, we're both going to work an extreme number of hours and we're both going to knock this out in 12 to 18 months. And then 
I'm going to go get a nurse practitioner degree, and then we're going to go become wealthy. I'm going to double we're my salary. only 52, and we have 15 years before we're 67. You could build substantial wealth in 15 years if you clear all the debt and you guys create extra incomes, uh, increase your incomes. But simply going back to school as a, an escape mechanism is not going to work. Uh, we see a lot of people do that, and then they've got an escape mechanism with a student loan attached to it. And this is a double dip in, um, you know, uh, it, it's a double dip. You, don't, you just don't want to do it in bad things. So let's just not go there. Please, please, please don't go borrow money and go back to college right now. No. Be a bad idea. Man. Do sit down with your husband and do say, what if we were to live on beans and rice? What if I was to pick up and double my hours? What if you doubled your hours? What could we do? How fast could we get this done? What do we need to sell? What do we got to do? And when are we going to grow up and be responsible with money and not spend everything we make so that we can retire with some dignity? Because I'm tired of being scared. As a matter of fact, I'm exhausted from being scared. And let's step into that. Do that. That's going to make sense for you. So, hey, hang on. We'll send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. The two of you could sit down and read it this weekend together, and it'd be life-changing if you got on the same page. There's something really special that goes on when you do that. Dr. John Deloney, good hour. Thanks for being with me. You got it, man. All right. And Jenna, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew are all in the booth making this show happen. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click on the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm George. And you've probably heard our voices before on The Ramsey Show. And do we have a surprise for you? Yep, we have our very own show, Smart Money Happy Hour, where we talk about pop culture, current events, and of course, money. George, it's a great show. And what else do we talk about? So much, Rachel. Not enough, and yet too much. We talk about <laughs> guilt tipping, because tipping is out of control, and I won't stand for it anymore, which is why I'm sitting. I'm glad you're taking such a stand. And we also sit. talk about something else I'm passionate about, Disney adults. Oh, George. Why is it a thing? Listen, some adults still find the magic. Sure. We also talk about toxic money traits and girl math. And there's if you don't know what those are, you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there, you guys. It's pretty fun. We keep you relevant is what I'm trying to say. We help you out. So pull up a chair to the happy hour you wish your friends were having. We promise you won't regret it. And if you don't have friends, we'll be your friends. We will. We're great friends. So make sure to check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app.